NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Click this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100%. With DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's the Knicks, the Nets, maybe it's my preseason favorite, the Boston Celtics. I got a good feeling about the Denver Nuggets this season as well. So many cool things coming this NBA season. Can't wait to watch. All the hardwood action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 518. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code 518. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sports with AZ and T. I'm your host, Taylor Lattimore, as you can hear once again. Um, Bryce will not be joining us this evening. He was in Philly all weekend enjoying, you know, the Phillies playing Penn state played in a big game. And of course his Eagles took on the Cowboys in the Sunday night game. And he was there for that good victory for them. And so needless to say, he has uh, having some issues with his voice um, as I'm sure he was yelling at the top of his lungs during the entire game. Games, plural. Um, so we're hoping he comes back next week. Um, but in lieu of that, I will be holding down the fort, going solo yet again. Um, we're going to go through the same format we always do um, around the leagues because we're going through multiple leagues. This is quite a time in um, sports right now. You got... You know, NCAA football in full swing. We have baseball season going into the postseason. Well, I'm not going in. It's deep into the postseason at this point. The ALCS and the NLCS are going off right around these days. And, of course, the NFL is trucking along. And the NBA started the other day. Um, I'm not going to go in-depth on the NBA today, seeing as how it's only me. I'm sure me and Bryce in the near future are going to do kind of a breakdown of the season where we expect to see people make our predictions. It's early in the season, so, I mean, uh, what we're learning now in the first couple of games, I don't know if we can really, um, you know, take at face value. So um, let's move on to the, the our first thing on the docket, and that's, uh, as always, the NCAA football. Oh. Of course, I should say we're brought uh, we're brought to you by Mohawk Honda and Saving Face Barbershop and Johnstone Supply in Troy, um, all fantastic establishments. Um, you know, sports with a Z and a T uh, can only exist if we have support of these guys. Mohawk Honda, um, they go out of their way to please you. Johnstone Supply, where you can get all your needs when it comes to you know AC stuff and. Um, Saving Face Barbershop, which keep us, me and Bryce, looking fine as hell. So um, they can help you too. Uh, just tell them that I sent you, that we sent you here at Sports with a Z and a T, um, just so that they keep supporting the show and they know that their, um, you know, their contribution is not going to waste. So let's actually move on to the show. 
uh, NCAA football. It was a big weekend for a lot of teams. There were some premier games. This might have been the best weekend so far. Um, let's start where at the top of the list here. We got Penn State taking on Michigan. Now, this was a big game for Bryce. I'm sure he was swearing at the TV, yelling and screaming. Um, this was Penn State's chance to take the lead, to take to take over as possibly the best or second best team in the Big Ten. Unfortunately for them, they proved that they are not. Uh, Michigan took them to ground 41-17. Um, you know, Michigan, as much as Bryce thinks that they're not a good team, they are. And they can run the, the ball pretty well. Um, their speedy running backs took advantage of huge offensive uh, holes or lines in the, the holes in the line that the offensive line of Michigan was able to open up. Um, Donovan Edwards ran for a 67 yard touchdown. That was a go ahead. Blake Corum had a 61 yard run for a score on consecutive snaps in the third quarter as the fifth ranked Wolverines pulled away and beat Penn state 41, 17, you know, heartbreaker for Penn state fans. The Nittany Lions who thought that they were, you know, in position to compete this year. Um, it's, it's going to be real. It would be, so hard they would have to win out obviously win out and beat ohio state um which i don't know if that's going to be happening and it it sucks um but it is what it is sorry bryce um just not the year for the nittany lions they just don't have the level of talent that michigan is able to pull in right now um there's always next year um i'm i'm sorry but uh, I don't know if uh, one loss is enough to it, it, it can be overcome. Um, like I said, it, it, obviously they can. There's there's a there's a road. If especially if Michigan loses to Ohio State and then Penn State can beat Ohio State, um, there's still hope. I I suppose to to be the the Big Ten team that sneaks in. I don't think that two are going to represent um, unless Michigan and uh, Ohio State can be those two. But if you know. I, I I just don't see Penn State being in the mix for those for those uh, the Big Ten representative in the college football playoff. I'm sorry, Bryce, but it it just is how it is. Um, moving on to the the game of the week and what a game it was. Alab number three Alabama against number six Tennessee. Um, Tennessee trying to come in and prove that it is legit and it is a force to be reckoned with in the college football landscape. And boy, did they! taking Alabama to task in a very, very close game that came down to the final plays at the very end of the game. Um, some great, great throws from Bryce Young and from Hendon Hooker. Um, you know, Tennessee hasn't been able to beat Alabama. Um, 15 years of being a rival to Alabama in name only, they snapped a humbling losing streak and sent itself into championship contender in spectacular fashion. They were able to move back into field goal range on the final seconds and kick a 40 yarder. And boy, it was, it was raucous in that stadium. They took down the goalpost, carried it out and threw parts of it in the river and did all sorts of crazy stuff, but who cares? Um, Bryce Young was able to play in this game and he played pretty damn well. Um, Alabama's good, but Tennessee's offense right now is on a, a whole nother level. And, you know, they are poised to take the SEC by storm. And in fact, they will have a chance because they play Georgia later on this year. Um, and so they're going to have a perfect opportunity to come in here and, and win against Georgia in a few weeks and take the top spot in the SEC. Um, 
but man, it, it was a great game. And, and you know, a three-point loss is not going to kill Alabama. It is what it is. It, it's a not a great loss, and it knocked them out of their uh, – and out of the college football playoff as of right now. So it, it's not an easy road for Alabama. Alabama's going to have to somehow find a way to obviously win out. Um, and then if they can make it to the, to the, um, the SEC championship, they have to obviously have to win that game. They, they can't go. They won't be making it if they're a two lost team. So, you know, a little bit of a rocky road for Alabama. We we didn't think we were going to be saying. I mean, we were singing their praises up and down at the beginning of the season. Um, but Tennessee, good show, and Tennessee is a force to be reckoned with. TCU beat Oklahoma State. Um, that pretty much you know puts a dagger in Oklahoma State's um, hopes of being in the college football playoff and and making a difference there. Um, TCU is on its way. They they are now the presumptive. Um, Big Twelve team that is that is has a chance to make it, um, but again they have to win out for sure. And even then, I don't know if it's enough. Um, but they are six and zero, so they take the spot of the top ten team. Um, well, I mean, actually, I think they're eleven. They didn't quite make it into no, they're eight. They're eight. They're eight. So they take the top, uh, the Big Twelve top ten spot uh, as of right now. The only team that ha- can possibly um, push and attack uh, that top four and try to push in 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 later years to come they will be in the playoff that would be the team on the cusp of the playoff because they're expanding it but for right now no dice um georgia destroys vanderbilt 55 to 0 syracuse number 18 had a good win over nc state syracuse isn't going to be doing anything i don't think long term they are undefeated but they just don't have the strength of schedule in order to to win i mean they're, they're you know they're playing notre dame and they play Clemson next week, actually. So I, I guess if they were to beat Clemson, that would be something. Um, I don't expect that to happen, but it, it is it is their only shot, I, I suppose, to, to be of relevance this year um, is Syracuse to go out there. I'm sure Gaz would be super happy if Syracuse were to go out there and beat Clemson. Um, we'll see about that. Other than that, Clemson 34-28 over Florida State. Kentucky beats Mississippi State, which just knocked Mississippi State down, and they're both uh, in the mediocre uh, range there. Um, And Utah beats USC, you know, putting a dagger in the Pac-12's hopes um, of having a a top-10 team because that's not going to do it for them. Um, USC was undefeated coming into this game, and they were um, previously ranked number seven, and now they're – completely out of the top 10 down to 12 don't think they're going to have a way to claw back into it i, I think the the pack 12 is, is done um for the tournament unfortunately uh the college football playoff um but we knew this we knew this they're not there's not a quality conference um the strength of schedule just can't compete with with other teams in the big 10 and the sec um and that's a shame but once the college football playoff is expanded those guys will at least have you know a chance in the playoff in the plan. I mean, any team, I guess could beat any team with fluky stuff going on, but still um, this year, not relevant at all. So that was basically the week uh, last week for the NCAA Um, big win for Michigan, huge win for Tennessee and everyone else kind of holding serve Um, Syracuse pushing, but um, I realistically don't think they're going to be going very well uh, far. And that brings us into next week. I don't think they're going to be going very far because they are playing um, number five ranked um, 
uh, Clemson. So Syracuse takes on Clemson in Clemson. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see Syracuse coming out with a win here. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe they could, maybe they'll surprise everyone, me included and, and take a win here and, and kind of put themselves. I mean, that would skyrocket them. It would put Clemson probably down close to outside the top 10 and, and put Syracuse up there. They made it even go as high as like six or seven. Um, other than that, uh, big games, Texas plays Oklahoma state, both of those teams, you know, with the loss last week, Oklahoma state is essentially out of the college football playoff in my eyes. So I, I don't think that that game's super important. Texas is not back newsflash. Um, other than that, I mean, Ohio state plays Iowa uh, as Bryce likes to say, Iowa is always a tough out, but they are coming to the Buckeyes. So I expect that to be a pretty fairly easy win. The line is 30 for Ohio state. That sounds about right. Um, Clemson's getting 13 and a half at Syracuse. That also sounds about right. Um, Texas is actually favored. Wow. Texas is favored a touchdown, basically a touchdown, uh, six and a half against the Oklahoma state. So really uh, Vegas does not like Oklahoma state at all. Like, okay. Um, Alabama plays Mississippi state. Number six, Alabama plays number 24, Mississippi state. That should be a route by Alabama. They're favored by 21 points. Um, if Alabama were to somehow lose this game, they'd be done. Um, so you best not Alabama Penn state plays Minnesota, the number 16 Penn state. They've dropped fairly far. Um, that sucks for them, but, um, that, that should be a win for, uh, Penn state. Although Minnesota is one of the better teams in the West there in the big 10. So, um, tough battle, but Penn state is better than Minnesota. They should, they should easily be able to win this game. They're only, uh, favored by four. They're in Penn state. Uh, they're at home. Um, or they're at at home. Um, TCU taking on Kansas, number eight TCU. As I talked about, they are six and zero. They're the only chance that um, the Big Twelve has of, of making cracking into the the top four and being in the college football playoff. Um, they're taking on number seventeen Kansas State. They better win this game. If they don't, then boom, bye Big Twelve. You're done. You're just done. Um, let's move on. Uh, that's an exciting week. Um, let's see. Let, let's take a look at the rankings for. Uh, uh, just go through them quick. The top twenty-five in the NCAA. Georgia is holding serve at one. OSU at two. Tennessee is able to jump into number the number three spot. Rightfully so. They beat Alabama, so they jump over them. And Michigan was able to hold uh, Penn State and win resoundingly. So they're going to be sitting at four. Clemson uh, drops one. Michigan and Clemson kind of flip flopped. So you have two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in there right now. Um, you know, if Michigan is Michigan plays Ohio State at the end of the year, um, so that that'll kind of determine whether or not you have two um, um, Big Ten teams in there, and if Clemson would have to be undefeated too, and then you're gonna have undefeated Clemson would probably jump a one loss Michigan. Um, and then there's still Alabama who's trying to get back into it. And I, the problem with Alabama is that they don't have uh, another huge game unless they can make it to the uh, college football play or the, the SEC title game and win, win that. Um, that's going to be their only shot at getting back into it. I think if Tennessee goes undefeated, I mean, although Tennessee is playing Georgia, so then Georgia or Tennessee is going to have one loss just by the nature of it. Um, so I guess. 
then it, Alabama would have one loss, Tennessee or Georgia would have one loss, and whoever one of them would have to overcome to win the SEC title game, um, presumably against Tennessee, in order to in order to try to weasel their way in. Um, but if the undefeated team wins, then it, we're, we might be looking at you know one SEC, two um, Big Ten, and then Clemson. Or two uh, Big Ten, one SEC, and Clemson, assuming Clemson wins out. Now, Clemson's strength of schedule going the rest of the way isn't that good. I mean, they have Syracuse. Uh, so, Syracuse is ranked number 14, so they would have to definitely win that one. And then, other than that, they don't really have a great bunch of games coming up. So, their strength of schedule is kind of weaker, but it also means that they're probably going to be undefeated. Um, and so you can't really leave an undefeated team out regardless of strength of schedule. If they play in a power five conference and they're playing teams at at least of the caliber of ranked and NC state and, and, and wake forest and Syracuse, like at least they're playing quality opponents in that sense. And so, and they didn't lose. So I, I don't know how you really judge that, but that's not for me to decide that's for the committee. And that's why they get paid the big bucks. Um, either way, I'm excited to see it. Cause I love the drama and, and the intrigue and in talking about this. Um, and different scenarios that happen. Let's move on. Um, I want to mention baseball. Obviously, the playoffs are going on, and Yankees, my team, are facing the Astros in the ALCS. Um, they were they dropped game one, played okay through uh, the first six innings, and then and then they the two solo home runs kind of broke open the game, and now they have to <clears throat> they're down one zero. They just have to take one of the games in Houston. And I feel okay about it, even if they don't. I mean, they're, they're going to have chances, but they obviously have to win a game there because um, they don't have home field, unfortunately. Um, and then on the other side, you get the Phillies and the Padres. And the Padres, you know, good for them for beating the Dodgers. The Dodgers kind of showed the league how how they were going to build, spend money, get free agents, get the All-Stars, and make a team of – just ridiculously stacked players, but it just didn't work out. And the Padres kind of beat them at their own game, um, spending money, getting good players, building up kind of that arms race of, of talent. Um, and it showed out and the Padres were able to beat the Dodgers. I thought the Dodgers were going to make the, the world series. They seem like the best team they're constructed. They're like an all-star team. Um, but the Padres are right there with them. The Padres are uh, fully able to compete. Um, with anyone, with Soto, with Machado, um, you know, they, they have weapons out there um, that were able to just get it done. And and they went all in, and look where it got them. It got them a trip to the NLCS, and they're playing Bryce's Phillies, um, which is amazing because we can have a Phillies-Yankees World Series, my team versus Bryce's team, which will be interesting to say the least to talk about. And, um, <clears throat> and Philly has been playing extremely well, playing really good baseball. Um, their stars are showing out. Bryce Harper, Schwarber, um, Hoskins, Real Muto, all, all these guys are, are playing um, very, very well, uh, especially Bryce Harper. I mean, he's showing why the Phillies went out and got him um, so that he can perform like this in, in the postseason. Um, their pitching is slightly a concern. They did lose to the Padres the other night, so they are tied in that series 1-1. Um, but you know what? I'm sure Bryce is happy about where the Phillies are and their uh, trajectory. Um, it's going to be a good long series, I think, and and I'll be excited to watch both sides. And I really hope that the Yankees can overcome the Astros because we all know, um, well, at least 
all Yankees fans know the problems that the Yankees have had with the Astros. And it's just, it's sad to see. And I really want to overcome, like make it over the hump with Aaron judge, uh, especially on a, in a contract year. I just want him to really show out and, and be able to beat the Astros because it would be so sweet. Cause they're a bunch of cheaters and they should have won the world series that they won. But either way, um, <clears throat> so that's, that's baseball. Um, I'm hoping to be talking about a Phillies Yankees World Series come uh, this week or, or next week, and 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 we can dive into that, and that'll be really fun for the two of us. Um, uh, moving on, uh, I know we, we spend the majority of our time on football, so I want to be able to get to that with plenty of time. But I gotta mention every sport that, or at least the the main sports that I, that I watch that that are on right now, and and the start of the NBA season is happening. Um, I'm not gonna go too into it because you know I want to go through it with Bryce and, and kind of make our predictions, but um, start of the season is always fun. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the, the year. Um, and like I said, it's too early to really be saying it. we're two games in for most teams, one or one game in for most teams, two games in for like um, uh, the teams that have played yesterday. Um, Bryce's Sixers got beat by the Celtics, Warriors beat the Lakers. So uh, it's shaping out to be a fun season, but um, we're going to get into it later on. Um, I'm going to move on right now to the NFL this week because um, in our pick I had a pretty darn good week. could have been better. Um, it was a crazy week. Week uh, six in the NFL was one of the weirdest weeks. I mean, I guess it wasn't weird. I, I think we just, we just got to start stop pretending that teams that are showing out aren't what they are. Um, and I think we just got to accept it. And I think we will starting this week, but week six in the NFL, um, I was able to go nine and five in our pick and Bryce had a pretty bad week at six and eight. Um, so overall I am 53 and 41 pretty safely over 500 and, and Bryce is sitting at 47 and 47. He is at 500, um, in jeopardy of going below 500 and I've opened a six game lead on him in our pick them. Um, but let's go through it. We had the, the commanders on the Thursday night commanders bears, another awful game, but one that I was okay with turning off around halftime because the last time when it was Colts and the Broncos, I wanted to turn it off, but you know, I can't because it's the Colts. So I, I needed to at least see it through to see if they were, um, going to win. I mean, if, 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 if Broncos had been able to like pull out, um, a big lead, uh, on the Colts, maybe I would have turned it off, but I mean, I wouldn't have turned it off. Who am I kidding? But I, but I really wanted to because it was just such bad football. And this was also bad, bad football. But this one I could turn off because you can't force me NFL to watch this whole game. It was awful. The Commanders are bad. The Bears are even worse. Neither one of them has an offense. Carson Wentz is not a very good quarterback. Um, I've been saying this. We know this. Um, and so the 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 Commanders. Get the win, twelve to seven. What an ugly score! Uh, it wasn't a very good game at all. The the bright spots about it. I mean, my stud for the week, uh, Brian Robinson. He did get a touchdown, sixty ish yards and a touchdown, which you know is something. Uh, it, it's about twelve, thirteen points in fantasy. So I mean, I was happy with it as a as a flex play. I mean, he he even as your running back too. I mean, twelve points is twelve points. Nothing to sneeze at. We both picked the commanders, me and Bryce. So obviously we both got that one right. Um, then moving on to the Sunday games. Um, let's talk about the 49ers and the Falcons. Um, now this is this is a weird game. This is just, 
I the Falcons are undefeated against the spread. Um, they are playing fairly good football. I'm not really sure how they're winning games like this. Um, Mariota, you know, he only missed one throw. He was had like 90 something percentage. Um, he had two touchdowns. <clears throat> they're running the ball with a committee of Huntley, Algier, um, Mariota himself, and you know, they're receiving. Zacchaeus, um, London, uh, of the year, um, only three catches, and the the Niners, he Jimmy Garoppolo threw two interceptions. Um, they were only able to rush for seventy or fifty yards as a team, and that's not Forty Nine er football. Forty Nine er football is, you know running the ball down your throat of the opponent, not having to rely so much on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball. He did have two touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk. Um, great for fantasy if you had him, but, you know, this is not uh, 49er football, and I think they know that. They're missing some key spot, uh, key people on uh, defense. Um, so as they get back, Bosa and, and the like, they are going to be better. And I think the 49ers are still a pretty good team. They might be upwards of the second best team in the NFC. I know that this loss, you know, a 28-14 loss at Atlanta is not a great showing from a team that I'm going to claim is that good. But also the NFC is is really wide open this year. And I think the 49ers at full strength have the best defense in the league. <clears throat> so, But I don't understand the 28-14 loss. That was an upset that I did not have coming. There was a lot of quote-unquote upsets this week. I say that because maybe, like what I said earlier, maybe we should just be um, accepting that some teams are as good as they look or claim to be. Um, and that leads me to the Jets over the Packers. <laughs> On that note, this was another, like I said, quote-unquote upset. But that's because... You know, we all think that the Packers, with one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, Aaron Rodgers, should be able to put up points against the Jets. But the Jets aren't a bad team anymore. They're just not. Um, they have Sauce Gardner. They have Quinn and Williams, who is coming out here trying to win Defensive Player of the Year. He is one of the sole reasons that the Packers were or the Jets were able to beat the Packers because their defense has been playing so well that they were able to really, really attack the Packers and <clears throat> and play very, very well. Uh, against them. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't even throw a touchdown. I mean, Brees Hall had a touchdown, um, and Barrios had a rushing touchdown as well. But also just the defense was able to play so well uh, and, and get a touchdown themselves that they were at the block punt, I believe, or yeah, I think it was a block punt return for a touchdown. Um, so special teams defense is playing out of their minds for the Jets, and the offense is just doing enough with their rookie Brees Hall, who I think is the offensive rookie of the year. Um, he's just doing enough. And, and the Packers' offense looks lost. Um, they, as a team, just don't really – I don't think they have an identity. I think they need to get Odell Beckham Jr. when he comes back in a desperate way because he would walk in and be the best wide receiver on that team um, immediately. Give Aaron Rodgers someone to throw to who can make some – some make people miss, make do the things that they need to do to, to really um, break off the lid of the defense. Um, I think the Packers are missing that uh, big playability, the the quality wide receivers and, or the really good weapons. I mean, they have Aaron Jones, but, you know, there's only so much you can do from behind the line of scrimmage when you can't just throw it over the top at least a few times to keep the defense honest. <clears throat> um, 
Moving on to another team that surprised all of us, I think, still staying in New York. The New York football giants beat the Ravens. Brian Dable, in my eyes, for my money, offense or uh, coach of the year. Like, it's not even close at this point. He is the coach of the year through through six games. Um, he's he's literally willing this team to victories, and by sheer scheming. I've watched some film on the Giants, and um, they're just giving they're just kind of giving uh, Saquon Barkley the the tools to make plays. They're giving him the the looks. Um, the offensive line movements, um, the unique blocking in order for him to make special plays. They, you know, Brian Dable schemes open five yards for Saquon Barkley and he turns it into 20 because he's just that good. Um, They're relying on him and really heavily leaning on him. If something were to happen to Saquon Barkley, the Giants would be in trouble. Um, Like they don't even have a receiver that has over like 500 yards. It's, or like even close to 200, not even a 200 yard receiver at this point. It's like, they're just doing it with scraps and just scheming guys open and playing hard. And their defense is really good lately. And is really um, making quarterbacks, making teams uncomfortable and they're doing enough to win. And on the other side, the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, you might've lost that game. He threw costly interception at towards the end of the game, which basically gave up the, the win. They had it in the bag again, um, the Baltimore Ravens just cannot finish games and it sucks for Lamar because he bet on himself and he's in a contract year. And right now it's not looking like he's going to be able to live up to, to the expectations he had for himself. I mean, yes, he's had good games, but if he keeps having games like this stinkers that he's basically losing for them, I mean, how can you justify paying him at least that not as much as he wants $250 million guaranteed or whatever he wants. Like, there's room for the Ravens to be like, okay, well, you know, you had bad games. You lost us some games. And you, you really think that we're going to pay you that much? We're going to pay you. Listen, we're going to pay you. You just have to be willing to come down on it a little bit because maybe we don't want to lock up on our, our entire team and guaranteed money on a on a running a quarterback. Sorry, uh, Freudian slip there. On, on a quarterback who relies on his legs solely to be – so dynamic because if you force him to throw from the pocket, he throws interceptions like this and he gives up games. Um, he's in a tough spot right now. I'm sure he can bounce back and he did look like the MVP in the beginning of the season. He has fallen off a little bit. He had two back-to-back stinker games. This one actually cost him. Um, the other one, you know, they won, um, but he didn't play particularly well in this game. He didn't play particularly well at all. So uh, I want to see how Lombardi responds the rest of the season. The Baltimore Ravens, again, I still think they're a good team. I think that they've lost all their games by what well, they've led by 10. And I think all their games so far, and they're just, you know, second half, they let games slip um, in fourth quarter. They let games slip and it's just, they need to figure out how to finish the games off. And if they can, then they should be as competitive as any team in the AFC. Um, let's move on to another upset we'll keep going with the, there was a lot of upsets. The reason that Bryce didn't do as well as I did is because I did actually pick some of the upsets. Um, the Steelers over the Buccaneers. Now this was a game that 
I felt confident. Bryce felt confident in picking the Buccaneers over the Steelers. This Buccaneers should be a better team. They're a better defensive team for sure. They have the GOAT quarterback, Tom Brady. His offensive weapons are back. Um, and you're going up against um, Kenny Pickett. And as it turns out, Kenny Pickett gets injured mid-game. Mitch Trubisky comes in and plays very well. Um, and that's the thing is Mr. Bisky is just not consistent. He can play well in spurts and he came in this game and he played as well as anyone could have hoped for him. Um, and on the other side, the Buccaneers, the Steelers haven't been able to get much or uh, haven't been able to get much push um, from their uh, front seven the last few games, but the Buccaneers offensive line made them, you know, look like gods. They were playing horrible. And Tom Brady was seen on the sidelines yelling at them, chewing them out for, for not, being able to throw or not being able to hold the offensive line for, for, for more than a couple seconds and, and Tom Brady's getting killed out there. Um, and so, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> and so you got, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky coming out off the bench, leading the Steelers to an unprecedented victory over the Buccaneers. And again, to Bryce's point, when he says that, you know, Philly is the best team in the NFC. It's just looking that way. None of these teams are consistent in the NFC, except for side the Giants um, and, and the Giants and, and Philly. And you look at the Packers just lost and, and the Giants. I don't know how much to believe them because they're just playing so far above their pay grade um, that I just don't understand. And I don't know how long it's sustainable if you're relying on Saquon Barkley to be in your entire offense. It's working up to this point because Saquon is a beast, but at some point you'd think that it would fail. Um, and that's where I'm at, where I just don't know how far to trust the giants, but every time that I doubt them, they come out here and they win. So I really don't know what to make of them. Um, and, and as far as that, the NFC is, is I wouldn't say it's wide open. It's wide open after one. I mean, the Eagles have that locked up at this point. <clears throat> Let's move on to another com uh, competitive team in the NFC that might take the number two spot um and that's the vikings and the vikings as long as the joke stands as long as they play not in prime time uh kirk cousins can go out there and win now this game against the dolphins um uh, dolphins are banged up obviously they still don't have Tua. they didn't even start the game with teddy bridgewater um he went out with a concussion last week and uh and skylar thompson started the game but the thing is skylar thompson got hurt and then they brought teddy Water in and he threw for 329 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. And that just makes you think it's like, okay, um, was Teddy Bridgewater healthy enough to start? I mean, you didn't start him, so maybe not. Okay, so if he's not healthy enough to start, but if your quarterback gets injured, he's healthy enough to come in the game. This is not like an ankle injury where he's dealing with pain. Um, and it's just a pain management thing. And they kept him out because the pain was too much. And since Skylar Thompson went out, Bridgewater was like, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just eat the pain because we have to, because we have no other uh, options. Otherwise we're putting in, you know, Edmonds or Mostert at, 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 uh, the quarterback. Um, this was a, a, a concussion injury. So did he clear the protocol? I guess he did, but still you held him out. Why did you hold him out? an abundance of caution is that what it was 
or was it because he was still having some type of symptom or something and then when you're forced to put him in it's just you don't want to be messing with people's brains and and i think that that's just the thing that we're all looking at with miami's they're under a microscope right now because of the whole Tua situation and whether or not Tua will be coming back even this week we don't know but they're uh, apparently he's supposed to be playing so we're looking at like three three weeks out i think from um being carted off and put into a level one trauma center for his head injury um to now he's going to be playing. I don't know. Miami's under a microscope right now, and they just seem to be making weird, weird, weird moves. Um, but on the game side, you know, Minnesota came out and did what I thought they would. It was a Dalvin Cook, um, Justin Jefferson show. Dalvin Cook had 77 yards and a touchdown, the touchdown to kind of seal it. And Jefferson had 107 uh, yards receiving. Um, Thielen also had a touchdown. And Irv Smith Jr. But um, this was high-powered offense from Minnesota, good defense against a bad team because they are missing their starting quarterback and they were in and out. I mean, Ted Bridgewater did okay, um, but you want to see what they are with Tua. They were 3-0 and when Tua went down. Uh, Tua should be back this week, so hopefully for their sake, Tua's okay. Um, for his sake, they're not rushing him back and that Tua can really come out here <clears throat> and make a difference for this Dolphins team. Um, that's what they're hoping um, get them back to being competitive. They're still at 500 because they did win the first three uh, in a row, and then they've lost three in a row since two has been out. But the Vikings might be the second best team in the NFC um, because, as we said, it is w- kind of wide open. So they're sitting at five and one. So are the Giants sitting at five and one. Um, obviously, the Eagles are the number one team in the NFC. Let's move on to the Patriots versus the Browns. Now, this is one of the games that I had over Bryce, and I feel um, very confident in that pick. I, I was sure of it. Um, there was no doubt in my mind that the Patriots were going to be able to beat the Browns. And I think, actually, I diagnosed it perfectly. I said exactly what was going to happen. Um, the Patriots were going to focus on the run. They were going to double down on the run and force um, Brissett to win the game for them. To, to win the game for the Browns. They held Nick Chubb to 56 yards, Kareem Hunt to 12 yards, 70 yards rushing on the year to probably the number one rushing attack in the league so far. I think Nick Chubb leads the league in rushing, or he did <clears throat> coming into this game. Um, and they forced Brissett to throw the ball. He threw the ball 45 times. And what happened? Two interceptions, only one uh, touchdown, and four sacks. Um this was a Bill Belichick game. This was exactly what I thought it would be. It was, okay, Bill Belichick, who has a good defense and can scheme up to anyone, he is going to come out here and show that he's still one of the best, if not the best coach in the league. Not that he's saying coach of the year. I think Brian Dayball's coach of the year. Not that he's the best, but because he's working with such a shit roster. Not that, you know, the Patriots don't have a shit roster too, but, um, you know, they're running with Bailey Zappi who is playing kind of out of his mind, 309 touchdowns uh, and two uh, 309 yards and two touchdowns. He's playing kind of better than Mac Jones. We're whispering about that. We don't even know if Mac Jones, Mac Jones probably will start, but Bailey Zappi, I mean, it's, it's deja vu to uh, like Drew Bledsoe and, and Tom Brady-esque. Um, I'm not saying I'm saying it, but I'm just saying. Um <laughs> That's the way it looks. Uh, so this game I called perfectly. Brissett uh, was forced to throw the ball more than he probably would have liked. Um, two interceptions were the result. And at 38-15, to 15, Patriots win over the Browns. Um, Patriots can play football, especially defensive football. The, 
the teams that are going to beat the Patriots are probably are the teams with dynamic quarterbacks that are harder to scheme against. Um, I just think that defensively, Bill Bill Belichick is probably the um, a genius <clears throat> and his son uh, on that team as well. Um, together, they are you know, making defensive game plans that are very, very tough for offensive, uh, for other teams. They're going to take away what you do best. That's always been what Belichick does. They took away the run for Cleveland. Can you win by throwing it right now? They can't when they have Deshaun Watson, maybe they can. Um, so hold your head up high, uh, Browns fans. You're two and four right now. You're trying to survive until Deshaun Watson comes back. Um, and I mean, two and four is not great, but you're you're you have there's a lot of games left to play um and Deshaun Watson is going to be coming back for a, a, a fair amount of them but yeah pick this game Bryce had the Browns winning I understand where he was coming from but I just believe in Bill Belichick and the way that he can scheme defenses if you're not a dynamic attack that has multiple ways you can win which the Browns are not they have one way that they win when they win that way it's awesome um, but everyone knows that they're going to be running it down your throat with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And if you can stop that or slow it down, Brissett's not going to be the guy to win you games. Moving on to the Colts and the Jaguars. Now, this is a game I'd love to talk about. Um, Bryce picked the Jaguars in this one. Silly Bryce. Um, Colts were at home. Um, they started off pretty slow. Um, as they do, they were down. Um, they were down a couple scores and uh, we had to have Matt Ryan, uh, you know, have a come from behind victory. The good news is that all three of the Colts wins have been Matt Ryan orchestrating come from behind victories, something that Carson Wentz never did when he was here, not even once. Um, And to have a guy who can do it three times for your three wins, Matt Ryan cerebrally is still miles ahead of Carson Wentz. He may not be there athletically. I've said this before. He may not be, be there athletically, but cerebrally between the ears, <clears throat> Matt Ryan has Carson Wentz. And that's going to be the difference in most games. If they give him enough time and if they scheme good enough, they he can win games. The, the Colts were down in this game, but their defense, which I've never been um, worried about, plays well. They give the offense chances. And this time the offense was able to take advantage of those chances going more no huddle going quicker passes um moving the ball quickly making they made changes on the offensive line that seemed to work out good matt Pryor, our right guard is still trash and he's the worst one on the, on the offensive line i don't know why he's still playing and he gave up a few pressures but matt ryan was able to do enough enough um you may call it dink and dunk somebody may some people may call it dink and dunk but you know what i'd rather win than uh not be dink and dunk. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was 20 of 22 for 165 yards. That's pretty good completion percentage. I mean, obviously he only missed two throws, um, but the Colts defense is suffocating when given time. And, and right now they're playing really well. Buckner's getting pressures up the middle. Grover Stewart is blowing up uh, many plays and on offense, uh, Matt Ryan broke the Colts uh, record for single completions in uh, a game of record held by, you know, Andrew Luck had the second, I think, and Peyton Manning had uh, the first. Um, and Matt Ryan with 42 completions, threw it 58 times, 42 completions, 389 yards and three touchdowns. Now, Bryce, if you're listening, I, I hope you're listening and we can talk about it next week. Matt Ryan is going to get the yardage that he needs for our bet, 4,000 yards and, and 30 uh, tutties. It's going to be the touchdowns that are going to be the issue. Obviously, if he keeps having games like this where he's throwing three, he might be able to catch it. He will be 
uh, over 4,000 yards. He's pushing 5,000 at this point. He is the number two uh, uh, thrower of the football in terms of yardage in the league. Um, so do with that as you will. All I'm saying is Colts win this much-needed game um, against Jacksonville, 3-2-1. and one. They are tied for the division lead um, with the Tennessee Titans. <clears throat> they are played one more game because the Titans um, – or no, they, they play the Titans next week um, to try to take up so position, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, let me move on here and go to the Bengals and the saints uh tough game for the saints they had the lead for a while there um Bengals were able to come back on a uh joe burrow hookup to jamar chase on a, on a long 60 yard touchdown um that kind of put them over the edge and uh the Bengals take this win uh saints are a mediocre team they have a decent defense but their offense kind of struggles at times um and and cincinnati i mean it, you still have joe burrow and and Mixon and Chase, you you have those guys, and uh, Be- Bengals actually have a sneaky good defense. I'll put it to you this way: um, the Saints didn't score a touchdown in the second half, right? The Bengals haven't allowed any team, any team, to score a touchdown in the second half. Just let that sink in, and. Um, and and yeah, just let that sink in when you when you think about the Bengals. I mean, I, I I think that the Bengals have a pretty damn good defense if they're not allowing touchdowns in the second half of games. Um, Saints just couldn't overcome it. Um, Bengals, I think, are still in in a competing in the uh, AFC. They're not out of it. The AFC North is kind of jumbled right now. A lot of three and three teams. Um, but I I think the Bengals can easily win that division. Um, I thought that the Ravens would, but at this point, I don't really know because the Ravens have been playing so god awful in the last in the the second quarter and second half of games, or like second half of games, not second quarter, <coughs> second half and fourth quarter of games that I don't really know if they have enough to win the division. If the Bengals put it together and start playing like this every week, and and Jamar Chase and Burrow really open it up on the offensive side, and the defense keeps playing like this, then they could easily storm through and take that AFC uh, North. Um, the Panthers, uh, beat by the Rams. Yeah. The Panthers are awful. Um, they're not good. They're in a reset. Um, Robbie Anderson was kicked off the team basically mid game, um, for arguments with the, uh, the coaching staff and whatnot. And the Rams were able to take advantage of a sorry team and just do what they were supposed to do. Cardinals against the Seahawks. I don't really know what's wrong with the Cardinals. It's, it's kind of sad right now. I, the Cardinals, um, offense just kind of looks broken. They do get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back next week, so that's going to be a big one for them, um, like humongous. Um, I think that he will change the look of the offense significantly. They did lose Hollywood Brown, but they picked up Robbie Anderson. He was literally kicked off the team in the Panthers, and the next day picked up uh, by the or traded to the Cardinals. Um, so they have their number two wide receiver, hopefully, and DeAndre Hopkins. They should be able to move the ball much better than they were, um, at least be able to score more touchdowns, I would think. And the Seahawks are just doing Seahawks things. I mean, Geno Smith is playing like a top five quarterback, and he continues to do so. I'm mad at myself because I said in the last episode, I don't know if you remember, that I was kicking myself for not picking 
Uh, I would kick myself if I didn't pick the Seahawks because I was literally debating hard whether I should pick the Seahawks or the Cardinals. And at home, I should have just gone with the Seahawks. And I don't know why I didn't. In fact, in my pick them in my Yahoo, I have Yahoo pick them league. Um, usually my picks are exactly the same because I don't change my picks um, from what I say here to what I say there. Um, but that one, I guess I did. I, I guess in that one, I was like, after I recorded, I thought about it more and I was like, I was like, screw it. Let's just take the Seahawks. And so I have them in that one. But sadly, I didn't pick them um, officially for this one because I changed that pick after the fact. Um, Bills over Chiefs. Now that's a game game of the year in, in terms of I want to see more of this matchup. Um, it it was a good game. You know, Josh Allen jumped over a guy um, and the Bills came out on top. And I said this, Bill. I picked the Bills because I, I just think they're the best team in the league. And I think that they can go out and they can beat anyone, especially they can beat the Chiefs. And they wanted revenge for the game, uh, the playoff game. Um, Bryce had the Chiefs. I get it at home. Chiefs were probably the better pick. Um, but I went ballsy and I picked the Bills because I just think I I think Josh Allen is having a career year right now. I think he's going to be MVP. I think the Bills are the best team and I think they are the team to beat in the AFC. Bills win over the Chiefs. Um, and then Sunday night, uh, the game that Bryce was at, Eagles played the Cowboys. Um, Eagles played very well, especially in the first half. But again, they kind of let it go in the second half. Now, I understand Lane Johnson went out, and that kind of changed the complexion of the game. Micah Parsons was able to get more um, involvement and put pressure, and uh, Lawrence was able to put pressure on uh, Jalen Hurts a little bit. But in the end, the Eagles win. Their offense looks scary good. The layers that they have to it, it I watched some film on the Eagles as well. Um, they they play very, very well. Their, their scheming is awesome Nick Sirianni I wish he was still on the Colts because his play calling and his play schemes are pretty damn good and and the Eagles are executing them to perfection um Cowboys were probably the best defense they'd faced all year and it's still in my eyes concerning I don't think they're the best team in the league sorry Bryce I really don't I, I think I'm giving it to the Bills right now but um it's just execution in the second half and and not letting teams come back um when you have a stranglehold on a game you got to keep the gas on. You got to keep the gas on. But they're easily the best team in the NFC, um, and I don't think anyone's going to really challenge them. And the, the rest of the year, I mean, I personally hope that they kind of stay undefeated until the Colts, and I hope the Colts beat them. Um, that would be funny for me. Um, but I, I'm sure Bryce wouldn't even care if they stayed undefeated until then. That would be like they play in a couple weeks, so it would be like freaking nine and zero at that point. If the Eagles, uh, the Eagles have a bye next week, um, and I think that two weeks from then they come and play the Colts. Um, I think that. Uh, Bryce would take it. Uh, uh, it would just be funny for me. Um, and I think Bryce would take it, like I said, because that would mean that they started like 9-0 and or 10-0. Um, either way, the Eagles are in prime position to win, run away with the NFC East and the whole NFC as a whole, really. Um, no one's even close to them in record. Well, I shouldn't say that. The, the Giants and the uh, Vikings, I think, are 5-1. and one. They're close by. But they, the one loss for the Vikings was the Eagles. So, like, the Eagles don't have to worry about them. They will have the uh, the tiebreaker either way. And, obviously, the Eagles play the Giants twice. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then the, the Monday night game is the goddamn Broncos against the, the Chargers. And I'm glad the Chargers win this game. I'm starting to really dislike the Broncos. And maybe I'm a little salty as a fantasy owner. But I don't get why... One, Russell Wilson is garbage now. I don't 
understand why like watching the Broncos play is 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 literally painful. It's painful. Um but I I, I just can't. And the fact that they 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 sat down Melvin Gordon um and put Latavius Murray in um I have Melvin Gordon in a fantasy league and it screwed me. I lost by two points and he had 0.08 or 0.8 points. It's maddening. And then they go out and they say, and you know, Russell Wilson wasn't able to do much because he had one touchdown and then they couldn't do anything the rest of the game, all freaking field goals and crap. Um, their defense is good, and that's why they hold teams to below 20 most games, and they slug it out, but it, it's just gross football to watch um, on the offensive side. And, and then this week they come out and they say, oh, uh, Melvin Gordon's going to start next week um, against the Jets. And I'm like, so, so then why did you take him out? Why did you take him out? And he started last week too, and he had three rushes, and then Latavius Murray had the rest. Is that how what it's going to be? Or is Melvin Gordon going to actually play, and should I start him? I don't know. Fantasy-wise, I hate it. Um this is going to be, I, I'm, it's not my dud, but I'm going to go ahead and say, um, don't start one of those two running backs, Murray or Gordon, because I guarantee whichever one you start, the other one's going to go off. If you want to take that chance, fine. Be my guest, live life on the edge, but I'm staying away from that if I can. Um, in this one league, I, I don't think I can because I have bye weeks and stuff, and you, that might be your situation too. But I just don't know which one of them is going to go off because they, yeah, he could start, but does that mean he's getting five carries and Latavius Murray gets 12 or 15? I don't know. But Chargers are able to get this win and a slog it out victory. Um, good for them. <sighs> went to overtime again, another shitty game that went to overtime um, with the Broncos. But I, I just, I can't, they're unwatchable football and the fact that we had to watch them in prime time five weeks out of the six is absurd um glad we don't have to watch another one until i think week 14 um so that was the week week six in football um let's move on to week seven in fantasy in the guy uh, that the, the godzilla media league me and bryce are actually playing each other this week um so good luck bryce i hope i beat you we're both three and three in the league so we're just sitting at 500 and you know, one of us is going to go up and one of us is going to be not at 500. So I, I really hope I can beat him. I, I think I'm getting some people back from injury. I don't think I'm getting, having too many, um, uh, problems with by weeks. uh, Jalen hurts actually, which I traded to him. Um, the Eagles are on a buy. So, so Jalen hurts is on a buy. So he's not even going to have Jalen hurts, uh, to play against me, which I think is, is just great. I don't have to uh, get beat by the guy that I traded right to it. <clears throat> So hopefully I can win that. Um, but uh, week seven is packed in the NFL. I'm going to try to go through these r- fairly quickly. Um, give my picks, give Bryce's picks. Like I said, I'm 53 and 41. Bryce is 47 and 47. I have a six game lead on him. I'm opening up a, a lead uh, quite a bit. I, I had a really good week, nine and five last week, because I was able to pick you know, the Patriots over them and the Colts playing and, and whatnot. So I, I think I had good um, plays of the week. So let's get into it. I'm going to go through these fairly quickly and hope that um, uh, I have Bryce's picks with me as well. And then we're going to go through the, the fantasy studs and duds for myself and Bryce. Um, all right, let's go into it. So Thursday night, I am recording on a Thursday night. So obviously you guys will um, have seen this by the seeing the, the results of the Thursday night game before I... Uh, um, you're going to see the results of the Thursday night game as you're listening before you listen. Um, but I am recording before it. I'm not cheating here. Uh, <clears throat> so new Orleans at Arizona. Um, Arizona has been playing badly, but like I said, they do get 
um, DeAndre Hopkins backs. And I think that that should be enough um, to beat uh, New Orleans. There is, of course, a chance that New Orleans comes into this game. And I really um, hope they don't come out swinging on defense and, and, and put it to Arizona. Um, but I do think that, you know, with Robbie Anderson, obviously there might be some growing pains because he's new and um, Hopkins hasn't played in a while, but he should be fine. I think um, at least Hopkins. I mean, he's, he's a professional here and he's, he's one of the best running back or wide receivers in the league. So I think that um, I'm going with Arizona and so is Bryce uh, going with Arizona. I, I uh, Hopkins have being back is big. They should be able to, to overcome um, their other offensive struggles. If they can have um, him, you know, be the guy that he, even if you have nothing but him one-on-one, you can chuck it up and he can make a play. Um, Let's move on to the Sunday game. Cincinnati uh, plays Atlanta at home. Atlanta is going to Cincinnati. Uh, I think that Cincinnati wins that game. As we talked about, their defense is good, especially their second half defense. Uh, hasn't allowed a touchdown so far this season, which is just insane. Um, and th- their offense is kind of clicking a little bit more now. Um, I think Atlanta probably covers because they're undefeated against the spread. But Cincinnati should win this game. The, the game against last week for Atlanta, I think is just an aberration. I, I really don't think that this team is very good. Um, they're playing well, um, but I think Cincinnati is playing a little better right now. Detroit at Dallas. <clears throat> Detroit might get um, DeAndre Swift back, and it looks to have Amon Ross St. Brown uh, healthy. Um, they're not playing a uh, Bill Belichick defense, um, but they are playing one of the best defense is in the league, and Dallas is at home. As much as Detroit uh, can play very good uh, offense, I I don't know if they have enough to overcome uh, Micah Parsons and that Dallas defense and Leighton Vanderish. I mean the 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 linebacker crew is just scary, and they have Trayvon Diggs on the outside as well. Dallas is stacked at uh, in, in the defensive side, and Demarcus Lawrence is in there too. It's just Dallas is going to win a lot of games because their defense is going to carry them. But also on top of that, um, Detroit's defense isn't very good. And Dallas possibly has Dak Prescott coming back. Um, So he should be able to to put up some points against this Detroit defense. And I don't think they're going to be able to match. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Indianapolis plays its sixth. um, Yeah, it's sixth. No, it's... Yeah, no, it's sixth... um, uh, uh, a divisional game in, in seven weeks, which is insane. So they go, they had, they've already played Jacksonville twice. This will be the second time playing Tennessee. They've already played Houston once. Um, <clears throat> so that would be, yeah, or no, five, five in seven weeks. So yeah, it, it's just absurd how much they're playing. They're uh, getting all their divisional games out. And the next divisional game is at the end of the season. Um, the last game of the season, they play Houston. So they're going to have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of um, non-divisional non, uh, games after this one. But they need this win. Indianapolis is going into Tennessee. I think that they found their starting lineup for their offensive line. And I think that they're going to be able to protect Matt Ryan. And they're, they have the game plan now that works. Um, plus, they should be getting Neiman Hines and Jonathan Taylor and possibly... Um, uh, Shaq Leonard, they're all practicing. And so you hope that they all come back and Indy is at uh pseudo full strength. Um, 
And they learned to win. They won two games. They're 2-0 without Jonathan Taylor. So they learned how to win games without Jonathan Taylor. So if they can just implement the same game plan and then pepper in um, possibly the best running back in the league, I think that Tennessee, uh, Indianapolis is going to be able to win this game. Um, Tennessee's good, but I think Indianapolis will keep them on their toes. And I think Indianapolis' defense is dominant and can be dominant and will be dominant against Tennessee um, this week. The Colts win, and they take sole possession of uh the a the winner of the afc south they'll be sole possession of first in the afc south all they need is a win as much roller coaster as it's been they are three two and one they could be four two and one should be five two and one because they should have won that first game against houston if we had the kicker we have now in mclaughlin and not a red regal blanket chip we would be four two and one right now so the Colts, i think are in great shape um god bless the afc south um I'm taking Indianapolis, and Bryce is taking Indianapolis. Green Bay at Washington. Um, Bryce and I are both going to pick Green Bay. Listen, I know that Green Bay's offense is in shambles, but Washington is so bad, and Carson Wentz is so bad, I just can't see how Green Bay doesn't win this game, especially coming off of two bad losses. Green Bay has to turn it around now um, if they want to keep competing for the AFC North or at least the, um, or the NFC North or at least a play-in spot. Uh, or not playing spot, but a, a wild card spot. They need they need to start winning games, and I I can't it can't get over the fact that they still have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, regardless of anything else, they still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Washington just doesn't. So I'm taking Green Bay, and so is Bryce. Um, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Look, look, ta- Carolina is trying to be the worst team in the league. I think they're actively trying to lose. Um, I mean, they should be. That they're. they're they're terrible right now. Um, they're talking about trading off uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they traded away Robbie Anderson. Um, they they're just not good. The interim head coach. They're uh, on no level is Carolina a good team. Um, Tampa Bay just got embarrassed by uh, the Steelers, so I think Tampa Bay will be going in there with a vengeance. And Carolina's not going to be able to move the ball much on Tampa Bay's defense. And Tom Brady in that offense should be hopefully ready and coached up to win this game against Carolina and dominate them. The Giants go into Jacksonville. Um, Bryce and I are both taking Tampa Bay. I don't know if I said that, but um, the Giants go into Jacksonville. Um, Bryce has Jacksonville winning this game at home against the Giants. I'm going to pick the Giants because I'm I'm done with it. I'm done pretending that the Giants aren't a good team. They are, and Jacksonville has its problems. It has its issues. It it, it couldn't move the ball against Houston. It let uh, uh, the Colts come all the way back and win the game last week, even though they had uh, the lead. They let. Uh, the Eagles come back, even though they had a good lead. Um, the Giants are going to be playing well on defense. They're going to be making uh, life hell for uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. And I think that the Giants are just going to be able to put it together and score points. I don't trust the Jacksonville defense as much as I might have in the beginning of the year. I think the Giants go out and win this game. Bryce has Jacksonville. I have the Giants. That's where we differ this week so far. Baltimore uh, is hosting Cleveland. I I'm going to go Baltimore along with Bryce. I just think Baltimore should be able to win because Baltimore should be, have won multiple games so far. Like they should be almost undefeated. Um, they've been up in all these games, but they just let it slip through their fingers. Um, I don't think they do that against Cleveland. Uh, again, the blueprint to beat Cleveland is pretty is fairly straightforward. Stop their run, force Jimmy or uh, Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball. He might still beat you, but more likely than not, I don't think he will. He has the props to do it. Um, I'm picking Baltimore in this one. I think, you know, um, Lamar Jackson gets back on track. 
Uh, Jets at Denver. Listen, we're blowing Jets. We're not pretending anymore that the Jets aren't a good team that's well-coached, that has a great defense and enough on offense, especially with Brees Hall, uh, to get it done against sorry teams. And Denver is a sorry team. Now, the Jets are probably going to struggle a lot on offense. Um but I just think there's no way that Denver's going to be able to put up points against the Jets' defense the way it's playing. If it keeps playing the way it is playing, then Denver's going to look terrible just like they have in every other game. Um, I don't think that Denver's just going to click like that and, and fix every all the problems that they're having. I think the Jets are going to have their way with them on defense. Denver's not going to be able to throw uh, move the ball very much. They're going to be punting a lot. Um, and the Jets, they just need a couple big plays to break from Brees Hall or other playmakers um, to, to really score a couple of scores and, and pull away from Denver. I'm picking the Jets, and so is Bryce. Houston at Vegas. Now, Houston's a bad team, and Vegas has been playing poorly, but if you look at the talent, Vegas obviously is going to win through. They just had a bye week, so they had two weeks to prepare for Houston, and you know if that's not enough time to prepare to prepare, to prepare for Houston, then maybe uh, you have a bad coach and you should probably get rid of him. Um, I might have a bias against him. Um, I don't like Josh McDaniels very much at all. Um, but yeah, the Vegas, I think, should take this one. I don't see how they could lose this game unless um, they actually are as bad as they've looked um, and their 1-4 record says. Uh, Seattle is going into LA uh, against the Chargers. I like Seattle. Obviously, I should have picked them last week, but on the road here against the good Chargers team that's surging and really has to um, keep pushing to try to win the AFC uh, North or West, um, they have to keep stride with the with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they win this game at home against Seattle. I do worry because, you know, Seattle is fairly close to LA, uh, at least on the same side of the country, and um, Seattle fans might... Uh, take over that stadium because the Chargers really don't have that great of a um, a, a home field advantage. But it's not going to be like the Cowboys game, at least. Um, Seattle's not going to bring that many fans, I wouldn't think. But there is a possibility that it's more uh, a lot more Seattle than than uh, it would be in a normal stadium. Um, <clears throat> um, but I still think you know the Chargers are still the better team. They have the better quarterback, even though Gino's been playing well. They have a better offense. Um, their defense has really good playmakers. They should be able to beat Seattle. So I and me and Bryce, Bryce and I are both uh, going with the Chargers. Um, Kansas City is playing San Francisco in San Francisco. I think me and Bryce, I guess, are going to both go Kansas City. I think we're only going to have one difference here, um, and that's going to be the Giants over Jacksonville. Um, Fuck. I kind of want to pick San Francisco, but I uh, I don't I'm not entirely sure um, the status injury status of uh, Bosa um, and 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 who's going to be coming back for the Niners. Um, I'm going to look it up really quickly because um, I, I just think that the Niners at home, they have the ability if they're playing really well um, to to win this game on, on their defense alone. If they make it uncomfortable for, um, if they make it uncomfortable for, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so we got Nick Boso had a limited practice on Wednesday. Um, Jimmy Ward was limited. Uh, Armstead, Eric Armstead did not practice, but it is Wednesday. So it might've just been a, a, um, rest day it's hard to say really uh pick games like this when we don't have to have full injury reports um 
I could pick Kansas City because as far <clears throat> as far as I know, if if, if Bosa plays, it'll be um, it'll be rough for Kansas City, but they should still be able to score on San Francisco maybe a little bit. Damn, this is this is a real tough one. Um, just because Kansas City, obviously, Kansas City has all the offensive weapons in the world, and they have Patrick Mahomes, the probably the best quarterback at the helm. Um, their defense isn't great, but you don't need to have a great defense to stop San Francisco. Hell, um, I've got games to play with. Uh, if we're talking about against Bryce, um, and you know what, you got to take some risks sometimes. I'm I'm taking San Francisco over Kansas City. I think Kansas City loses another game. Um, I think San Francisco, if they have Bosa back, hopefully. I don't know about Armstead. Hopefully he comes back too. Um, they can have a pretty good defensive front to go up against uh, Patrick Mahomes, make him uncomfortable, and uh, keep the pressure on him. I think San Francisco, because they're at home especially, they can go out there and win this game. I'm taking San Francisco. And then Pittsburgh at Miami. Um, Miami should be getting Tua back. Um, and that offense, hopefully if it picks up right where it left off um then it'll be explosive and should be able to put up points that pittsburgh just can't keep up with i know that pittsburgh's defense is good but it hasn't been playing as well uh without tj watt and 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 company so i i think miami can beat this game they've been on a three-game skid since um Tua came back or Tua went down and now with him back let's see if they can get back to their winning raise i'm picking miami so is bryce and then the monday night game listen chicago against new england Chicago, I t- New England, I talked a lot about. They're a good team, especially defensively. They can play well, and they can game plan. Um, and that's going to be bad news for Chicago. They're going to probably take away the run game and force uh, Justin Fields to throw the ball. And we've seen he just can't. He can't make. He can't go through reads. It's not just the coaching staff. It's a lot of him. I've seen film where you know there's wide open guys, and Justin Fields is just missing them. He's just missing reads, and and maybe that's a little bit of coaching, but it's also on him to to make look past the number one read, and if he doesn't have it. Um, look off to the next one and, and make the right play. So uh, I'm going with New England, and so is Bryce. In terms of fantasy studs and duds, um, Bryce, I'll, I'll go through his first. His dud, our stud this week, is Damian Pierce. Um, Houston going up against Las Vegas. He obviously doesn't trust the Vegas front, and he thinks that, I mean, the usage rate for Damian Pierce at this point is pretty good and reliable. He's their workhorse running back, and I I, I do agree that he's a guy who's a set and forget, no matter what the opponent is, because even if the game plan gets a little out of their way, um, he's still going to get any goal line work. He's still uh, moderately involved in the passing game, I think. I mean, he's not, not amazing in that respect. He's not a pass catcher, to be fair, but... Um, but I think Damian Pierce is going to be um, a set and forget kind of guy for the majority of these games. Houston is going to be committed to at least some form of run, and he is the workforce back, and no one is taking away his uh, uh, production. On the dud side for Bryce, he stays with the running back position, and he's going with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, and I just talked about San Francisco uh, taking on Kansas City, and I think their defense is going to be much improved, better, and I think Bosa probably comes back, and um, they're going to be able to stop him and, and make it uncomfortable for him. And on top of that, he's already losing a lot of shares. He's not very – he doesn't have a very high usage rate. Um, so, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire – 
Um, some games he goes off, he's inconsistent. Some games when they he's part of the game plan and he can go off for two touchdowns, but then other games they just kind of um, fade him uh, for other options on offense. And going against one of the best, if not the best defense in football, uh, does not bode well for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, my studs and duds, I have I don't really do this, and I try to stay away from it, but I my stud and dud are basically going against each other. Um, so I'm picking within the same game, kind of. Uh, I don't do it often, but I'm going to do it this week because I think the matchups there are just too good to pass up. My stud is going to be Ramontre Stevenson uh, for New England. Listen, he has been their top running back for a couple weeks now. He's really showing out. And now New England gets a Monday night primetime game against the worst run defense in the league in Chicago. I think Ramontre Stevenson easily goes for over 100 yards and um, at least a touchdown. I think he's going to be a stud. You're probably starting him anyway, but if for some reason he's on your bench for someone, you know, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire or something, switch him out. And then off the opposite side, I'm talking about Chicago. My dud is going to be uh, David Montgomery. I don't think you can rely on David Montgomery at all this week. I would not start him. He's going against New England. And guess what Chicago does best? They run the ball. And so you know what New England's going to force them to not do? Run the ball. They're going to take away what you do best. So they're going to force, like I said, Justin Fields to throw the ball. And that means that David Montgomery is going to not be used much at all. He might get say i would guess like seven eight carries depending on the flow of the game and he's not going to be able to crack 50 yards probably um so that's my that's my dud for the week that's our fantasy studs and duds um and that's the show i've been talking for an hour and 11 minutes i hope you are still listening if you are good for you um because i know i wouldn't be listening to my my annoying voice for that long you you guys are you guys are too good to me um so um hopefully bryce is back next week uh we can talk about our fantasy matchup together um we can talk about hopefully the phillies playing the yankees uh, in the world series uh maybe we'll go through the nba um and we'll talk to you obviously about week seven of this fantasy football or this football season and ncaa season um so stay frosty everyone um have a good have a good rest of your week have a good uh uh, football Sunday this weekend. I hope your team wins unless your team is the Tennessee Titans, because in that case, I hope your team loses so badly. It's embarrassing. Um, yeah. Uh, the shout out to our sponsors, Mohawk Honda, Johnstone supply and Troy saving face barbershop. Make sure you go and visit those areas. Um, you can find this show. Obviously you've already found it, but uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts and YouTube. Uh, make sure you share, like subscribe, um, tell your friends about us if you like us. Um, this is Sports with a Z and a T. Uh, I will talk to you guys next week.